Good morning. It's Friday, May 26th. It is, remember, markets are closed Monday. So it's the start of a long weekend. Uh, I spoke with my parents in New Jersey last night. They're heading down to the shore <laughs> at noontime. Why somebody who's retired decides to go down to the shore at noontime on a Friday before the uh, long weekend. And if you know the Jersey Shore, um, the Mantaloking, the seaside, the, that area where there's just one street, uh, one road in, one road out, and the, uh, the houses are on the left or the right, and it's dead ends on the left and the right, yeah, that's what they have to do. So they're going to sit in probably four hours of traffic that usually takes about 30 minutes. So um, I hope you don't spend your weekend in traffic, but I hope your weekend is good. Uh, let's talk about it. Yesterday, Costco, Costco earnings, they were blah. No membership increase, increased their margins. It was just blah overall. You've got this ascending wedge that has broken down. So uh, if you had bought uh, Costco in the 490s thinking, oh, it's going to go over 500, I'm going to make some money. Um, you've kind of lost money. Here's what you have to know, and this kind of goes for Ulta too, uh, and, and it's kind of the same thing, but um, I, I mentioned Ulta. Their earnings were really bad. They're down significantly. Some people got into Ulta. Uh, Costco and Ulta, same thing. Good company, good management, good products, good income. Uh, these, are, these are good earnings, good companies. Um, so when it breaks down, my suggestion, don't sell immediately for the loss. If you do have some, you know, if it's in a retirement, maybe you want to sell it for a loss. But my assumption is always with these companies, dollar cost average your way in. Um, you know, it, it, if you think you're going to go down another 20%, then sell. But I, I, I would say you're not going down another 20% on Ulta. I don't think you're going down another 10%. Right now, Costco is uh, up 0.38%, well, down 0.38%. Um, it's at 484. It's not a horrible price. Closed at 486. Um, I, again, I think this one is a $500 stock. Um, so uh, I think you're fine there. Let's talk about uh, some earnings since uh, it was earnings. Let's, let's look at Ulta first. Ulta is a $500 stock. You're trading at 437. You're down 10% in pre-market. It's going to gap down. You know what I say about gaps when it creates a gap down? It's going to gap back up. A good company with good management, good products, good earnings. Um, they're going to come back and fill that gap. So if you want to get into it, the RSI is at 38. It's probably, there's going to be a lot of sellers at the open. Uh, typically on Fridays, I don't say, hey, um, you know, uh, buy on a Friday. I typically say, hey, don't buy on a Friday, but this one you might want to buy. But we can talk about, uh, I'm going to talk about QQQ in particular about maybe buying on a Friday. But let's talk about some earnings next week because there's a couple that I want to look at specifically um, for next week, and you may want to get ready for them. Um, CRM, Salesforce, it's expensive. Look what it did on last earnings though, 165. It popped all the way up to 193. Uh, again, this company came was trading at 167. It got some uh, activist investors in it, and it's up at 209. Even if you bought here at 193 at the height of after earnings where, where it just popped, you're still doing okay. It's a 209. 
Uh, is it worth it? It's expensive. Uh, I think you're going to see additional cost cutting. So that PE probably will come down. The forward PE is only 23. So I, I think you, this is a $208 billion market cap. Again, NVIDIA added more than uh, this, comp this company's entire market cap yesterday. Um, just yesterday. It's expensive. The average target price is 226. So it's about 10% up from where you are. The most recent uh, Needham upgraded them with a $230 price target. Um, you have had some recent sales, uh, $259,000. Nothing major. Options exercise. This guy exercised a bunch of options, but it doesn't look like they sold. They just exercised them. So they're waiting to sell. I think this particular where they didn't sell <coughs> excuse me let me take some water in my personal opinion that's bullish because they're waiting to sell that's that's essentially what that tells me is that they're waiting to sell these guys put in some pools for the summer back in april they had to pay for them that's all they're doing nobody's really buying but the the exercised options i do like when they don't sell exercised options um, so CRM is one that their earnings are coming up on May 31st, so right at the end of the month. The other one, and I got a question on YouTube about this one too, live on YouTube, was CrowdStrike. Here's my take on CrowdStrike. Your boy owns CrowdStrike. I own CrowdStrike and Palo Alto Networks, PanW. Um, I own both. CrowdStrike right now, the RSI is at 71. Its MACD is way high. Uh, since May 8th, it has gone on a major run, crossing up on the uh, algorithm at 122, and you're up here at 149, so you're at 150. Now, from a long-term perspective, um, this still isn't like that major of a move, because look at January 97. If you got in at 97, you've made 50%, what? close to, you know, 80%, somewhere around there. I don't know. I can't do math. But let's take a look at a weekly because the absolute high was around November 2021 when these things peaked. Say it's 300. Uh, you dip down to 100. You've only gotten 50 points back. I think this support level up here at 200, uh, if we pull this volume lever, and it doesn't always work this with a weekly kind of thing, but you can see the majority of people are holding here between 126 and 132. You know where the second amount of people are holding? Where I'm holding, 172 to 179. I think my average price is around 180. That's where I'm holding. If they show as good earnings as Palo Alto Networks did, remember Palo Alto showed great earnings, and that's why you're seeing this weekly candle uh, being plus. Um, uh, because it it opened the week, Palo Alto reported on Wednesday, great earnings, CrowdStrike pops, those are the two top uh, cybersecurity ones. The RSI on a weekly is at 58, which is a bit extended. I think if they post good earnings, you could see it pop up to this uh, 175 to 180 mark. I would say if you're playing it for earnings, uh, I think it's a decent chance. Uh, just realize that if we go back to a daily on this one, I don't think there's a gap below. Um, this gap has already been filled. There's no real gap below. 
So I, I think the only uh, chance that you have coming back is probably this level at 134 if the earnings and the outlook aren't good. You're over your 200-day, so you just crossed your 200-day. You are close to a golden cross, the 50-day crossing up on the 200-day. I think you could take the chance. Here's what I'd say about CrowdStrike. It is super expensive. Just understand both Palo Alto Networks and CrowdStrike are expensive. The forward PE is 23. They have an income of $208 million. It's a $208 billion market cap. The average target price is $226. I'm sorry. I'm on CRM. Let me look at crowd again. Why did I go to CRM? It's uh, income minus 183. I was going to say I didn't think CrowdStrike was making uh, money. But its forward PE is 49, which is expensive. $34 billion company. Average target price, 169. You're trading at 149. I think you could beat out that average target price if you have a crazy good earnings. Um, I, I wouldn't, wouldn't think that, that it's out of the realm of possibility. I think this is similar to Costco and similar to Ulta. If you buy at 149 and 150, uh, buy 10% of your lot. Play the earnings. If it goes up to 170, I think you add another 10% at 170. Um, you know, add in slowly over time because I do think a good company with good, the only thing that this is missing is the good earnings part, but the earnings are going to come. And that's where you're betting on this one is just, hey, to, whether it's a trade, whether it's a year, um, you know, I hold this one for long term. It's my thing. So let's talk about cues. Uh, QQQ, I noticed QQQ, uh, there is a chance to get in on the triple levered ETF. And I think it's around the debt ceiling. Um, QQQ in my mind, it has been on this crazy run. (laughs) You can see down here when it was under $300, that was March 15th and you're at 340. So you've easily gotten your 10%, 12%, whatever you want. It got you out with 6% here, got you back in at 320, and you're up uh, to 339, 340. Uh, The NASDAQ right now, yesterday it closed at 12,698. There is a key support level. If the NASDAQ closes today, Above 12,600, which it looks like it will because the the futures are positive. Um, But if it closes above that 12,600, I think we continue to run. That's what I read last night from from some pretty good analysts. 12,600 seems to be uh, that that kind of uh, support level. Now, here's what you have to know about playing the triple levered ETF. If we get a, a deal this weekend, for, and it looks like we may because they're, they said they're close. Um, uh, McCarthy has said he will allow his, uh, his, uh, the Republicans three days to read it so it doesn't get signed until Monday. If we get it today, if we get it tomorrow, it doesn't get signed until Tuesday. Um, I think the June 1st date, as long as we have something agreed upon, I think the three days is fine. Uh, I think he'll be able to rein in his party enough so that the Democrats will all get in. You know, I think there's going to be some agreement there, and, and you're going to see some bipartisanship, finally, some bipartisanship. Uh, so I, I think you could take your chance on TQQQ. Now, here's what I want to point out about TQQQ. <clears throat> One month, and I know I say trade this, 
But one month ago, you could have bought TQQQ at about $25, April 26th. Well, where is it? Let's go back to April 26th. Um, 26 is right there. So right here, you could have bought it at 25. The algorithm got you in at 27. If you bought one month ago, you've made 28%. If we close above 12,600 and we are going to see a positive um, uh, market on Tuesday, because I make no mistake, I think if we get a deal, I think you see it positive. Then I think you could play TQQQ up to 35. Right now in pre-market, you're trading at 32.84. I think if you bought it at under 33, play it to 35, nice 6, 7%. I think that's a decent enough win. I might do it today. Um, one thing that I also want to point out with TQQQ and QQQ, and thank you TrendSpider for this, is that in July, for the last 13 years, we have a 100% win rate on both TQQQ and QQQ. So keep your eyes out for July. Uh, maybe buy at the end of June and, and sell before the end of July. 100% win rate. So uh, I be careful what you do because this has burned me before on Shopify. Uh, last you know, Two years ago on Shopify where I think April was 100% win rate. But it is interesting. Uh, one that I want to bring up is SMCI. Uh, I've been getting quite a few questions. I think I got a request on YouTube yesterday. I got two questions about it last night. Um, Super microcomputers. Uh, it's been on a legendary run. You've doubled your money since May 1st, $105. Uh, the RSI right now, I've never seen one this high. It's at 90. Uh, the MACD is, is higher than I've ever seen it. Uh, it is so extended, it is unbelievable. Today, it's up 1.8%. Um, I looked at uh, Finviz yesterday, and I said, I just don't get it. It's a $10 billion company, $10 billion company. Uh, PE is 19, so it's not super expend extended. Its income is only $587 million. It's shorted 11%, so it's not a short squeeze. It is up 151% year to date. It's up 335% over one year. When I look down here to the right, I see keep going uh, with a P of only 16. How much more can this rise? Um, you know, it's all retail traders. It's all talking about uh, Discord groups. Uh, it's all crazy, crazy stuff. It is a hype trade. Webush, the, the latest uh, analyst. Webush downgraded on April 6th, neutral to underperform, $65 price target. You know where it is today? 2.11. It's up 2%. This is 100% a hype and, 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 and just, if you're in this, trade it. Don't think there was some news that this is involved with um, uh, NVIDIA and, and Micron and, and AMD, something about their chips, blah, blah, blah. I couldn't find anything about it. Um, Media Alert, Computex, I mean, it's PR Newswire. It's their own stuff, top mid-cap stocks for tw uh, Q2. Um, Super Micro launches, that's PR Newswire. There's no news coverage of any of this, and I couldn't find anything. Now, March 14th, Investor plays seven top-rated tech stocks worth taking the risk on. Read about this stuff. I don't get it. I think it's a hype trade. 
I think you can absolutely trade it. I just wanted to bring it up because I've heard a lot about it. People say, what do you think about this? I don't know. All I can tell you is yesterday there was huge volume on uh, right after their earnings release on May 3rd. Huge volume, huge gap up. It's just extended. That's my take on it. So uh, one of the reasons I got out of ARKK uh, and ARKG, ARKW, all the ARKs, was because she publishes her, uh, her plays every day. And I look at them every day. I get the email at night. I get several of the other aggregate uh, folks who outline it a little bit better. Um, and I look at those emails every night. I'm just not sold on all of her picks. One of the things that I posted in the private Facebook group is that in January, Kathy Woods pulled out of NVIDIA. So when Jim Cramer said he was short NVIDIA, uh, you can see ARC here. They were at 30. They're doing pretty well this year. It's not horrible. Um, But take a look at NVIDIA. And she got out of it. Uh, NVIDIA in January was at 147. And we had a cross up on the algorithm. I think that's when she got out of it, 147. Um, and she didn't get back in. You're at 380 today. So I like ARC. Most likely, she's probably getting back in at some point. And that's when, you know, you just, when you get the alert when she gets back in, you can get back in. So I, I like looking at those things rather than investing in ARC. Because I just don't know what's so disruptive about DraftKings. DraftKings has done great. What's so disruptive of Roku? Roku has not done great. What's so disruptive about um, Teladoc? Uh, Teladoc has not done great. Now, here's what I want to bring up about NVIDIA 2. Second largest market cap ever gain in S&P history. It was crazy. Almost $200 billion was created in just this one company yesterday. Here is the uh, a level. So this is between 305 and 366. 366 was yesterday's low. In the morning, it went down to 366.35. I want you to take a look at the candles. I don't care if you use TradingView. I don't care if you use uh, Active Trader Pro. I don't care if you use Thinkorswim. I want you to take a look at the candles. The candles over the, and there's a three-day rule. A lot of traders have a three-day rule where after earnings, you just don't trade for three days. Uh, Whether it's bad, whether it's good, if you own it, you just don't trade for three days because whether or not your uh, mother makes meatloaf for Christmas dinner is already priced in the market and any reaction of the market is an overreaction. So you wait for it to settle. If in the next three days, the candles don't dip in below 366, I think the rally continues. I think you can buy it. I think you can continue. Uh, But it's the next three sessions, I should say, not the next three days. So it's today, Tuesday, and Wednesday. So after Wednesday, if this hasn't been touched, then I think you look at 366 as your support level then. Because I think, while, while I do think that the, this will come back uh, into this, it will not come all the way back down to 306. That's my take on it. Um, Marvel, MRVL. This chip company said yesterday, and I found this line particularly important, is that they are just getting started on their AI journey. Now, 
The danger with all of these chip companies, NVIDIA, AMD, Broadcom, AVGO, Taiwan Semi, and Marvel, uh, is we're seeing these incredible order volumes from these chip companies. Remember when we saw the last uh, order volumes from chip companies? They exploded, but then they crashed because they had extra inventory. So while I say, hey, NVIDIA, it's a great buy here. Anywhere in the 360s, I think I would absolutely pull the trigger. Uh, if it gets down below that 366, I'm not afraid of it getting back up to 400 um, like it did in pre-market yesterday. I think that's the probably year end. At least it's at 400 So anywhere you can get it under 400 I think you're fine. At some point in time this year, you get to sell it at $400. Um, but I, I, you know, Marvel... It's up 22% in pre-market to 60. 60. Take a look at the weekly chart of this. Uh, the weekly, November, this was November, December. This was the highs up here. It's an $89 stock. You've only retraced half of this for Marvel. This was when uh, we were at peak chip ordering. And you just crashed. You're just above the 200-day. So I don't think it's too expensive. I don't think it's crazy to think that when they say they mention AI a bunch, that you'll see it continue to run. Uh, okay, big news on the Tesla front. There was some news yesterday about an insider buy. Uh, I did not see it on Finviz, so I kind of ignored it. I took it off my notes. Just know, take a look, see if it's there. Uh, Tesla announced yesterday an agreement with Ford where Ford will be absolute, they will be using the Tesla supercharging network beginning next year. Uh, until then, there will be an adapter. Next year, they are going to start creating their uh, cars with the Tesla standard uh, adapter. And then for CCS, they'll be able to use an adapter. Um, if you own an electric vehicle, uh, if you know anything about electric vehicles, go and take a look at the CCS adapter that Ford uses now, that GM uses now that the Biden company chose as the standard, it's the size of a basketball. I mean, it's huge. When these things fall, they break. Uh, it provides a little bit more protection, supposedly. Uh, but Tesla, they've been able to use the standard that they have. I forget what standard it is, but it's basically the size of a wiffle ball bat versus the size of a basketball. Uh, it drops. It doesn't break. The maintenance of these things is super simple. Haven't had fires at the superchargers. Um, it's not a third party, so it's managed by Tesla. Super important because the cars uh, communicate with it. My assumption is Ford is going to be able to communicate with the Tesla charging network, unlike uh, third parties uh, like uh, EV America, um, Electrify America. All the stuff that Biden has picked. Remember, Biden, Biden doesn't like Tesla because they're not a union shop. So this was an enormous move. It puts Ford into my buying purview. I can buy a Ford now because I can charge wherever I want. Tesla, buy at 163. It's at 186. It is up 1% today. I still say you're, you're zooming in for that $250 gap up here. Um, I don't know if you'll hit it within the next six to eight months. People hate Elon Musk. He just had Ron DeSantis on uh, Twitter spaces. Twitter is a, 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 a just a, a disaster. 
Um, as far as him running it, I don't think that he's getting ads back. Um, but he owns it. It's his own private. I mean, that's like telling you in your home, you can't say things in your home. He owns it. So I, I don't you know, condemn him for anything he did to Twitter. I don't care. But uh, I think this is a huge uh, step. Jim Farley didn't go on Jim Cramer to announce it. That's the other thing that I like. Jim Farley just kind of went on spaces. He announced it there. Um, he also announced it this morning it, rather than going on this afternoon uh, with uh, Jim Cramer. I, I like that. Don't get on the hype train with uh, hype train with Kramer. I think Ford at eleven sixty three. To be honest, I think it's a thirteen dollars stock up here, uh, just above the two hundred day. I think once they get some of these things ironed out, I think they'll be fine. So, uh, yeah, uh, Ford vehicles will be using. Uh, oh, Ford is actually mailing current owners uh, an adapter, so they don't have to basically uh, get their vehicles retrofitted. The new vehicles will have some type of hybrid where they'll be able uh, able to charge it both. And I think it's through adapters. I think they're going to do the CCS adapter, but you'll be able to uh, plug directly into the Tesla. It hasn't been totally ironed out as far as what I could see, but it's huge. I mean, it is is um, just a watershed moment. I think you'll look back on this. I think uh, GM has no other choice. Then to go, I mean, I say no other choice. Those are the douches who got rid of Apple CarPlay and think that they can do software better. So, yeah. Uh, GM, we'll have to bail them out in another 10 years. That's it. Uh, Baba. Baba's an interesting one. I've been watching Baba. I think if you can get this in the, uh, the 70s, I think you're doing pretty well. Now, here's the thing. Baba. Uh, they had a huge options, unusual options yesterday, huge interest in the July 100 calls. So people think something's going to happen with Baba with the 100 in July with $100. That's a nice, what, just over 20%, 25% gain from here, $79. I, I think it might be worth, worth, uh, looking into, uh, Pin Duo Duo PDD is up big today. It's up 13% on their earnings. Uh, they announced better earnings. This was a $60 stock. It's at 67 right now. Uh, I think you're coming back for that gap at 82 to 89 at some point in time. The problem that I have here is I just don't invest in China. I don't necessarily like investing in China. You got the 200 day on negative. Um, it has seen sudden spike increase. I mean, it's up so much. You're just seeing the RSI go crazy. The MACD's just still kind of down. Um, Boyle is under $3 again. Uh, I predicted that it would go to the $2 mark when we were at, I think, the $6 mark, the $8 mark. I said, you're looking at twos. It's at 287 in pre-market, down 5%. Uh, the four-hour algorithm has you out with a nice 1% gain. You could have gotten a nice... 20% gain here if you sold at 376. Don't be greedy. It's triple levered ETF on a commodity. You don't own anything with Boyle. It's not taking ownership. You own a decaying asset. So don't be greedy with that stuff. Um, let's get into some questions. <clears throat> uh, Butch from Facebook. Thoughts on Snow after earnings. Uh, they beat. 
they did beat, but they took uh, their outlook down. But price took a hit after slashing its outlook for 2024, missed lowing growth for cloud services. By the way, Butch, great analysis in this. You know your stock. Price sitting between 52-week high and 52-week low after a 16% drop left a gap between 176 and 158. Price targets range between 150 and 215. The CEO spoke about acquiring Neva to enable Snow to utilize AI-equipped search products across its cloud services. He missed his buy order at 142. Um, great content, daily ritual for me. Tune in. Hey, Butch, man, great job on that. I love, I love when people like you know tell me, hey, here's the price targets. Here's where I wanted to buy it at. I missed my uh thing. You know, just and and total knowledge of this stock. So buying this stock for you, Butch, I'd say this should be part of your portfolio if you know that much about it. Now, here's my take on it. Your boy has it with an average purchase price of 180. It's in a retirement account. I could have absolutely traded this. Um, I didn't. Uh, I haven't bought it in my portfolio uh, because I just, I've dollar cost averaged it in that uh, down to 183. Uh, Here's what I like about it. A Good stock with a good company and good management, they don't have earnings, so it doesn't hit the tri- the, the home run, but it's a triple. It's three out of the four. Um, at this point, I don't think you're getting back to that 400 because they did take their price down, but in my mind, any reaction in the market is an overreaction, and I think you're seeing 14 cents, 15 cents, 11 cents. I mean, it's going up. Earnings are going up. Is it a two hundred stock in the two hundred dollars stock in the next two weeks? Probably not. Uh, even when you have this, uh, we take this volume shelf back here to uh, November fifteenth, twenty twenty one. This is the week. Look at where everybody's holding it. The majority of people are holding it between one thirty four and one forty eight. That is why you're seeing one forty eight as the support level because. If it dips below there, people will start buying a ton of it. Now, if we go back into the the four-hour algorithm and we take a look at a little closer uh, look as to where people are really holding it, let's pull it back here to October, um, where it was trading around 180. And you can see people at the 180 mark have just gotten rid of it. It's uh, down here at the 147, 148. This is where there's the comfort, comfort level from people, specifically with the current, um, the current earnings outlook. That's where it's comfortable. I think this is a good base. I think you come back here to probably 140 um, and, and you probably fill that gap a little bit. Uh, right now, uh, it is down 0.66 in pre-market, 146.93. I think you could probably get that 142. Um, I think you could get it if it covers this gap. But I would probably, depends on your lot. Say you're buying $1,000 worth of Snowflake. Um, buy $100 of it today at 145. Put it in at 145. I think you'll hit 145 at some point today. Um, uh, you know, buy $100 more dollars. If it goes down to 144, if it's at 146, buy $100 at 146. Add those 10 lots in there so that you have some type of um, you know, base. I do think that you've put in some type of support here uh, between the 140 and 150. Um, it, it, and, and like you said, let's go over here to, to Finviz. Um, the 52-week range, I think you're right in the middle. 
Yeah, the 52-week range is between 110 and 205. You're 28% below your 52-week high. You're 34% above your 52-week low. But that's assuming that I think the price is up at yesterday's close around 170. So um, it's even more down closer to the 110 uh, than it is the, the 205. So I like it down there. I do. Um, it's forward PE is 146. So it is still fairly expensive. Uh, year to date, it's up 3%. I think you'd buy this at 150 and, and it just assume that it goes to 180. And if you want to sell it, sell it 180. But I, I'm holding on to it. I do have it at a rather high price. I will probably dollar cost average in because I do like the, I chose this one over Palantir and I was completely wrong. Palantir's done much, much better. So uh, James from Instagram, what do I think of MVIS? What is MVIS? I think, I think he says microvision. Uh, weed stocks such as Sundial and Tilray he wants me to look at, both part of NJETF that I mentioned. Uh, microvision, MVIS. It's a $2 stock. Great if you got in it, 195 MVIS. Let's see what they do. Um, $586 million. This is a micro cap. Super, super micro cap, up 58%. Um, the average, nothing's been covered since 20, March of 2022. The average target price is $4. You're trading at $3.72, but nobody's covered it since 2022. Um, from an insider standpoint, I see options exercised. Uh, I don't see them selling. Fairly big number of shares exercised, but nobody's selling, uh, which means that they might have a higher price point. But I think it's a high pump and dump. I think it's hype. I think when you go from a dollar ninety-five up to four dollars, when you've been trailing all the way down from six, I think it's just hype. You can see the volume uh, spike up here, and then it's coming down. I'd be afraid to hold this one over the weekend. That's my thought on MVNS. Sundial. I think Sundial. Uh, and what I told James, kind of in a message, is weed is a tourist industry right now. Um, it's hard because anybody that buys weed uh, where they live, it, say you live in Vegas, you ain't going to the, the, the dispensary down the street to buy your weed and paying 40% tax. You're going to your local dealer who sells it for 40% less because that, that fucker doesn't pay taxes. Yeah, that's what you're doing. And so th there's this kind of you know, hey, let's legalize weed. Well, if you legalize weed, then I, I think the, um, uh, the, the legal trade becomes even more important because the taxation of weed just becomes crazy. So until you get rid of that illegal, quote unquote, you know, weed trade, um, which isn't very illegal at the current time, um, I just think stocks like Sundial and Tilray, you're probably better off owning the ETF MJ, like I said. Sundial and Tilray, great trades. I think you can trade it on news. I think you can trade it for a pop. Uh, I think you can watch it. I don't think that you can own it just because they haven't proven themselves to be longtime winners. I mean, this is Sundial. Let's look at it. Sundial from a, uh, a weekly perspective. Why would you want to own that? I mean, just from a, a, a weekly perspective, there's no way I'd want to own that. Tilray, uh, this was, and, and Pop was supposed to be the next Tesla. I mean, it was supposed to be the next Apple. Oh my God, Pot is going to be huge. It hasn't been. And the reason it hasn't been is because 
Nobody has figured out, while it, you know, even in the places where it's legalized, nobody has figured out how to get rid of the illegal trade. So simple as that. Uh, there's a Motley Fool question, uh, uh, and I'll post it on our, uh, our Facebook group. Um, but they said of these 12 Motley Fool stocks that are all down 50%, which ones have the best chance of coming back and beating the market and which ones don't? So I'll post those uh, 12 Motley Fool stocks in the Facebook group. Uh, I posted them already on Twitter, so if you're following me on Twitter, you can see those. Let's talk about scans. Um, the first scan that has a secondary cross-up, and it is my weekly stock picks choice this week. I didn't think it had a chance, but at the beginning of the week, let's see, let's go back to the 22nd. Uh, it was trading here at about, looks like about 318 and 326. Not bad, about 2%. Great trade. If you got it, get out of it today. Um, it's extended, but it has another MACD cross-up. And it has a MACD cross-up way up here. The RSI is at 70. All I say about a lot of these, Microsoft, Google, uh, uh, NVIDIA, it's the AI train. You either get on or you get off. One or the other. I mean, it's a bubble. You can make money in it, or you can sit back and just relax. Uh, a uh, ETF that I own, Tech Sector, IGM. Uh, this one had a cross-up. It's a secondary cross-up. If you bought this one at 337, kudos to you. It's at 366. That's just been in less than a month. Uh, this is heavily, heavily the AI trade. Uh, IGM, I own it personally. I don't sell it. Uh, let's take a look. I think it's down fairly. Yeah. So at its high in December 2021, it was at 443. It's at 366. I have ridden it all the way down. It gets a nice dividend. Uh, let's see what the dividend is. Uh, and I, the reason I bought this one was because I like this one better than the ARK stock. It's 0.45. It's up 30% this year. But it's IGM. It's an ETF. I do hold some ETFs. Another ETF that I hold, held, I think I got rid of it, uh, is XLK. Had a secondary cross-up. This one, uh, the cross-up came. It's a secondary cross-up. The initial one came at 150. You're trading at 161. Great trade if you got it. Uh, one in our core portfolio that I actually like, um, but you're in the financial crisis, 323.93, Goldman Sachs. I like Goldman Sachs more than JP Morgan because I hate Jamie Dimon and I hate their ties to Epstein. But JP Morgan did announce that they are working on a uh, chat GPT AI driven um, uh, investing. And I wanted to bring that up actually, Way. Uh, let's look. The chat GPT. Um, portfolio. I think it's up 2% again this week. Let's see if they have an update. Um, let's see. Ba -ba -ba, total investing. Uh, yeah, here's the chat GPT like AI. Uh, chat GPT May 23rd. So that's 2%. They haven't done it, but look at the, the, the weekly stocks. I mean, there's a, this is the 20 stocks that they invested in this week. So good stocks. And, and a lot of them have done really, really well. So uh, Goldman Sachs is a good one. Some of our triple levered ETFs. Um, this is TECL, which is a triple levered technology bull. Uh, the initial cross up was May 1st at 36. Kudos to you because you're up at 44 now and it has a secondary cross up. The initial one, I mean, if you go back to March 15th and you bought this at $28. In March, two months later, 
you've almost doubled your money. So kudos, kudos on this one, T-E-C-L. You know what else has a cross up? And I said to buy it because I think there's a chance that you could see a good uh, outcome over the weekend. It's TQQQ. Secondary cross up. The RSI is up at 70. You're taking your chance. Have some tight stop losses on it. If you see it start to fall, I think you could ride this one to 36, though. Uh, HIBS, uh, which is a, a bear uh, on the S&P, high beta bear. Uh, this one had a cross up at $5.30. You're already down at $5.14. I wouldn't bet against this market. So Hibs, while it has a cross up, I don't know that you want to do it. Another one uh, that is short, the as, uh, the Russell 2000. I don't think you want to short this one, but it's uh, SRTY. So, And we talked about a- uh, XLK. One that came up that is beaten down, that has a cross up, that I think... You might want to own it. It's a company that I don't think you mind owning. It's put in a pretty good um, level here at 520. You're only at 530, but it's Thermo Fisher, TMO. Uh, It was beaten up. The RSI was down at 32 when it was at 520. You've risen up to 529. Uh, In pre market, you're up 1.71% to 529.52. I like it here. I I do. I, I think, you know, again, you've got a gap. Up here above the 200-day, the problem is you had this death cross on May 11th. Uh, is it down enough? This is one of those. I think it's like Ulta. I think it's like Costco. Uh, it's kind of put this range in, and I think you're close to the bottom of the range. If you get below 500, I, w- or I would add up onto this one totally. Thermo Fisher is a good company. It's very well run. Another podcast favorite that had a cross-up, and it's a secondary cross-up is Oracle. Oracle I've been pounding the table on since it was in the 70s. Um, I haven't owned it just because uh, I don't, you know, I didn't believe in it and and shame on me for not believing in it. Oracle actually reduces, they buy back the second most amount of shares uh, and then retire them. You know who the first company is? Apple. But that increases your share price. And they have done a tremendous job. Remember, Oracle is taking Uber from uh, location-based servers, which are premise-based servers, to the cloud. So this company is going to have some pretty good earnings going forward. Uh, A company like Uber that's big enough um, to do that. If we pull this uh, volume lever back, uh, where is it? It's way back here, I think. there it is. If we pull this uh, volume weighted average price and we pull back to where it kind of got in this range uh, between 85 and 90 uh, and we look at where people are holding, you can see if you buy up here at 105, your support level is 90. I think this one in particular, you need to buy it under 100. Their earnings are coming up June 12th, so you have some time. At some point in time, I think if it dips below 100, I think you can absolutely pull the trigger. It's a little bit extended. I don't think it's too extended. I like the company. Um, I don't personally own it. Its PE is 34, forward PE of 18. It's up 30% year to date. Um, They pay a 1.53% dividend. The average target price is 97. That's why I say wait until this one comes down at least under 100. But 
There is your uh, your look. Again, TQQQ, I do think that you can probably take the chance, roll the dice um, on that one because I, I just believe we're getting a debt ceiling agreement. I just think we're getting the debt ceiling agreement. And with that, I think you're going to see the NASDAQ pop. I think you're going to see the Dow pop. Um, if we take a look at, let's take a look at QQQ. I'm going to do this. I'm on Seeking Alpha for those of you that are listening. And I'm just going to chart QQQ versus DJ. I think it's DJI, is it? Um, let's see. Add comparison. Uh, Dow Jones, DJ. Um, it is DJI? Um, no. Dow Jones, I forget which one I do to do Dow Jones. Uh, no, uh, DIA, there it is, DIA, and let's do, 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 do SPY, we'll do SPY. Those are three ETFs that you can buy, QQQ, DIA, and SPY. Uh, let's look at them year to date, because there's a big difference. Uh, NASDAQ is up 29.79. Dow is actually down 0.49. And SPY is up 9.54. So if you're looking at an opportunity, maybe the Dow, you know, maybe if we get that debt deal, all of a sudden the, uh, the defense stocks pop. Uh, maybe Exxon pops. Maybe we get something like that. But SPY is nothing to, to sneeze at, at 10% year to date. Um, if you go to one year, so if you had bought last year at this time, you're up 14% on QQQ. You're up 0.96 on the Dow. You're up 5% on SPY. So QQQs have greatly outperformed, go up to three-year, and you're looking at 40% on uh, SPY. You're looking at 49% on Qs. You're looking at 31% on the Dow Jones. So uh, all those doom and gloom talk from, uh, from Ron DeSantis, not actually true. Uh, the economy is doing just fine. Uh, there is nothing to be in danger about. Yes, we are spending too much money, um, but the reality is that your 401k is perfectly fine. I don't think any anybody wants to blow up your 401k, wants to blow up the Dow, wants to take us into default. So my assumption is we get a deal this weekend. So play TQQQ. Let's talk about the sponsors. Uh, visible. If you're paying more than $25 a month for your phone service, there's a link down below. Uh, you can get uh, $20 off your first month with the link down below. So your first month costs you $5. Uh, I use Visible myself. I walk 10 to 15 miles a day. It's more like 5 to 10 these days, but uh, I do walk a lot. I, I am outside. I am mobile. I am either watching YouTube. I am listening to uh, radio, podcasts, uh, or live uh, CNBC. I can watch it. Uh, visible, $25 a month. That's what I pay, and I have never had a problem. And I live in Atlanta. So if you're going to get degraded service, it's going to be around here. If you haven't seen the traffic in Atlanta, it is unbelievable. Um, but yeah, visible phone service, I can't talk well, you know, good enough about it. Down below, there's a link. Your first month is $5. So why not just, you don't even have to port your number over, test it out for five bucks. If you're paying anything more than $25 a month, test it out. Second sponsor is TrendSpider. 
The charts that you see me use, the charts that you see me post, they are from TrendSpider. Sure, there are free tools out there. This one takes it to a net, uh, another level. You have options activity. You have seasonality. Um, you have uh, scans. You don't have to sit there and watch charts. You have actual alerts. So say you want to know when Oracle cross, its MACD crosses the strike line or when the RSI gets down to 20. You set up an alert. You get a text. You don't have to sit there and watch the screen. That's what TrendSpider does for you. It is unbelievable. When you sign up with the link below, you get 25% off. But here's the bonus. Over the weekend, it's 50% off TrendSpider. Now, I will tell you, there are some people um, that don't have the $400 for the year. With 50% off, it's just under $400. If your lot size, if your uh, portfolio size is not over, I would say $5,000 and you're not actively trading $5,000, say your entire portfolio is $5,000. Do not get TrendSpider. Use free tools like uh, Thinkorswim, uh, Fidelity, Active Trader Pro, uh, Weeble, uh, or even you know TradingView for some charting online. Use those tools. Do not get TrendSpider because the dollar amount just does not worth it. If you are over $10,000 in your account, there is no reason to spend four. Uh, there is absolutely no reason why you shouldn't spend $400. This is basically like going swimming without a bathing suit. When the tide goes out, uh, you find out who's naked. So when the tide goes out, absolutely, you can find out who's naked. And when those people that tell me, you know, I stayed in too long, I didn't know to get out. Well, there's one of two things. Either you, you, you just made a judgment call and, and emotions got in there, or you don't have enough tools to actually trade, one or the other. So get it while it's 50% off. I give you my four-hour algorithm. I give you my 65-minute algorithm. I give you all my watch list and this, the market scanners. It's in a nice welcome letter. What's great about it is, um, you know, for my stuff, it's plug and play. You basically just uh, click on a link, subscribe, and you can basically analyze any stock like I do. So if you have any questions, hit me up on the socials down below. There are uh, all the links. Uh, The link tree gives you an option. If you've made money, treat me like a bartender. You know, are you one of those guys who gets a drink at a bar and and you walk away just after paying, what, five bucks for a minute? Well, I I don't drink, so I don't know what the the appropriate amount of tip or the appropriate amount for a beer is. But say it's a $5 beer which Lord knows, I don't think there's any $5 beers out there these days. But if it's a $5 beer, I always used to leave at least a buck. You know what a buck is? 20%. What'd you make? Give me 20%. <laughs> I'm not though a, a loan shark. Please, if you have very little money, you know, I, I appreciate it. Put it back into your own thing. If you, ha- if you made a lot of money though, I would love a tip. Um, so if you have any questions, hit me up. Everything's down below. Okay. Take care, guys. Have a great three-day weekend. I will be back on Tuesday. If you are not subscribed on YouTube, please subscribe. Uh, I may post a a little video this weekend about something. And I know I say that every weekend, but I may do it. Who knows? One of these days it might be true. Okay, take care.